Coming live from San Francisco Bay Area, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Aaron Rubin, partner of Verba Rubin Papier, a wealth management firm. Verba Rubin Papier has been helping successful individuals manage their wealth. And uh, Rubin, uh, Aaron has published his first book, Financial Adulting as a Guide to Help Young Professionals Navigate Tax, Investment, and Estate Planning. So he'll be telling us about all that. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Yeah, it's great to be here. Excited. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron, for taking out time for the show. So as, as the topic says, how can one be responsible for his money best? So uh, especially from a young, uh, from the younger lot of, of our young generation, uh, what do you suggest? How can they money uh, manage their money best? Because that's a major problem. They have money, they earn money, but a lot of people still do not know how to manage their money especially when they, when they, for their, for their later stages in life. Yeah. You know, I, what I tell everyone, whether or not, no matter their age, um, is you have to put a budget together first, you know, and, and, and it's, it's impossible to know where you're going unless you know where you've been. Uh, and so putting that, getting that budget together <clears throat> and, and looking over the last six months and sort of extrapolating, you know, the year from there, Putting that stake in the ground and saying, "Okay, this is what I'm spending now." Even 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 if it's you know horrible decisions, you need to know if you're making horrible decisions. Otherwise, again, you can't change anything unless you know what it is you need to change. So, step one for anyone is to is to get that budget put together, um, and then and once you know that, then you can start making your changes. Um, and you know whether or not you know you're and you might be surprised by some of the things you find. Because um, you could think, oh, well, you know, in, in here in, in California, you know, I don't know what it is, but everyone eats out a lot uh, at, at restaurants. And, and I'll tell you, it costs a lot of money and people don't realize, you know, every time, you know, they go spend the $30 or $40, who, who knows? It doesn't seem like a lot. Um, but then all of a sudden, you know, when you look on your budget, you realize that for the year, you're spending thousands of dollars a year. Um, on eating out. And I'm not saying, oh, you should never eat out. That's, I mean, you, you need to live your life. But, you know, what it, what it might mean is changing some of those habits a little bit and saying, you know what, maybe maybe I don't need to eat out four days a week. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I eat out one or two, you know, and, and I can save, you know, a couple thousand dollars, you know, and, and if you're in your 20s or if you're, in your, if you're a younger person, you save that, that couple thousand dollars a year, you can use that and put that into investment vehicles which are going to earn money instead of you spending it so you know there's the I, to me the, the budget is like the most important thing that any person right. especially a young person can do right right so will that be just the budgeting part will help them uh towards you know planning for the future in terms of living a, a continuously good life uh you know what or is it or does it take more than that yeah, well, you know, the, the, the budget is step one, but it's the big step um, because the, the but because I, th I think that with, with the budget one, I think it's scary 
for people because people don't some people you don't want to know you know it's, it's hard for us to look at our bad habits and say we need to change them so just by doing the budget you, you're you're sort of forcing yourself to look in the mirror and say this is what i'm doing and, and this is this is how my this is how my money is being spent the hard part is the hard part again is making the and then not the hard that is the hard part and then and then you have to make the change afterwards um and so the the, the change um you know can include lots of things um and you know the first i and again i i'm, I'm not familiar with with how savings vehicles work in india i, I have a number of indian friends um, and, and they all tell me that everyone buys real estate in India. That's that's sort of the, the big thing. Um, but but here, you know, definitely using the yeah, the stock market and there's retirement savings vehicles that the government kind of gives you credits for, or or they give you you know tax incentives here. Um, and again, if if you have that in India, you should you should use that. Um, but you know, when you when you save that money, when you when you see how how much you're spending, you say, okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a difference. I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna spend you know, a thousand or two dollars less on eating out. And then I'm going to spend, you know, and maybe you're a gamer and, you know, my, my kids are, you know, my kids are, are under 13 still. Um, but they still, you know, when they, when they go on their games, you know, they're buying, you know, lots of stuff that I don't understand that, that again, you kind of really don't need. Um, but, you know, as, as you take a look and you say, you know, do, do I really need to spend, again, pe people can spend a lot of money on their gaming. Um, you know, am I spending too much here, you know, Maybe I can cut it by, you know, 25 or 50 percent um, and sort of look at those different buckets and say, can I do that? You know, obviously, if, if it's, you know, if, if it's clothing and, and you're being modest about your assuming I mean, you're not buying Gucci and Louis Vuitton, you know, you know, it's, it's hard for some buckets to be changed. Um, and obviously there's things like gas, you know, which is very expensive, um, you know, everywhere right. in the world right now, you know, that, again, it, it, it costs it's, some of those costs are, are you can't change but that which you can change the discretionary part you know of that budget you change that and and then you take that that money that you're saving and, and hopefully it's you know substantial and, and you know for someone in their 20s for someone who is young um again i'm, I'm not in my 20s anymore I'm, I'm well past my 20s um even if you're only saving you know two thousand five thousand dollars a year you know, if I, you know, if you can take that money as a 22 or 24 year old or however old you are, if you can take that money and put it into some investment, whether or not that's the stock market, which is kind of where I tend to put my money, although I do have, I do have real estate as well, um, or real estate, you know, if that's where you want to be, um, you know, whatever you do, um, if that's my, if, that, if you can take that money and let it grow for 50 years, you know that two thousand dollars is going to go to a lot. Um, you know, in, in a, if if you put it in the stock market and if you're a little more aggressive about it and if you're getting you know average rates of return in the stock market, you know over you know that that money should double. You know, maybe every nine years uh, or so. So you know, if you're talking about fifty years and you put it in, you know, your you know in your twenty, you know it's um, so you know you get twenty eight, thirty six, you know fifty four. Um, uh, uh, 36, I'm sorry, 44, 52, 60, 68. Let's say that's six doublings, right? So that's, you know, 2,000 to, you know, 4,000, 8,000, 16,000, 32,000, 64,000, 128,000. So you, so every, so every time you can do that with $2,000, you know, that's great. If you can do that every year, all of a sudden, you know, 
you have a lot of money, <laughs> you know, when, when you when you go to retire. And again, you, you don't need to do crazy things. Um, and, and there's lots of graphs out there that show that if you could just if you put in, you know, just a little bit of money early on, you know, and let's say later on in life you have kids. And, and I don't know if you have kids, but I, they're they're insanely expensive. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I wish I could save more, but I, I spent it all on my kids. Um, and, but, but if, you, if before you have kids and before all those big expenses come up, you know, then, you know, if you save for, you know, five or five or 10 years like that, you know, just, just saving, you know, $5,000 a year early on your twenties, you're going to have plenty of money. I mean, it's, I mean, and you just wait on it and you don't spend it on other silly things. Um, you know, you're going to have plenty of money. Um, and, um, so again, just, it, it may seem you know, like, ah, it's only $2,000, only $5,000. But again, when you talk about compound returns, that, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is, it is not insignificant. Um, and so again, I think people need to get that mindset because some people think, oh, well, if I'm not saving, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and it's not really worth my time, it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, so, so yeah, again, so, so yeah, budgeting is important, but again, cutting the areas which are discretionary, you know, to, for that savings part is also is also important. I, and I'd say the other thing that that people need to be aware of is something called lifestyle creep. Right. Um, and lifestyle creep is you know you make a little bit more money later on. You know, let's say you get a raise in the middle of the year, and all of a sudden you're making two thousand dollars more a year. You know, the, the temptation is well, all right, I'm making more money. I can go now. I can go back to eating out three days a week and not two days a week. Well, if you if you if you that's called lifestyle creep because every excuse me, every time your income goes up, your spending tends to go up. And it doesn't have to be that way. Again, that, that budget is sort of your guide, um, you know, for all time. Uh, and obviously, you know, you can have different expenses as things go on in life. But but there's no reason to to change that lifestyle as your income goes up. And if instead you took that money again and you, and you invested it or you put it on the side for, again, one day maybe a real estate investment, um, you know, exactly. you're you the lifestyle creep thing. If you can keep that under control, and if you save a little bit early, I guarantee you, you know, you're you're going to be okay. Uh, right. right, Aaron. So, so suppose some 25 year old guy with two three years of experience. Now, uh, what should they do in terms of planning uh, for savings and all that stuff? Should they go for understanding all the you know tricks of this whole wealth management stuff to tax planning and everything for themselves or should they from the very beginning try and take some advice from a financial advisor how do you uh look at that what should they do yeah so so a lot of it d depends on the situation um you know you know it some, some of it depends on, on how much you have to an extent you know because it, un unfortunately you know if someone's selling you commission products, a lot of times that's not necessarily in your best interest. Um, right. So, you know, what, what I tell people who, who are younger, who come and ask me for help and, and maybe they're not a good fit for my firm. Cause you know, we, you know, we, we tend to work with people that have, you know, millions of dollars, not, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, you know, what I, what I tell people is, you know, one, you can, you can, for the investment side, you know, you can, you can go to the open market if you use someplace like Vanguard, um, very cheap, you know, mutual funds, very well diversified, all the things that, that, that you should really be looking for. And, and if we, and Warren Buffett, you know, who I think we all know, um, 
you know, you know, one said almost everybody, you know, institutional individual is better off buying a low cost mutual fund. And, and he's right, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, if, if, if you are, if you are younger, you know, you've, you've two, three years of experience, you're saving, you know, five to $10,000 a year, hopefully, you know, on the side, use, use, use Warren Buffett's advice that <laughs> the man knows what he's talking about, you know, and, and, and go out, go, go to a Vanguard, find a really well diversified ETF or mutual fund, which there's lots of them out there. You know, you pay attention to make sure you're not buying something that's very concentrated, you know, but if it's really well diversified, just stick it in there. Don't, don't worry about the rest. Um, you know, that'll take care of itself over time. Um, you know, if, if, if you start having, you know, kind of deeper questions about the planning side, um, you know, there, I, I think at that point using, you know, an hourly planner, cause some, some people charge, some people are like me, they charge by asset center management, um, or they charge a commission and some people will charge by the hour. So you use two hours of time, you pay them a couple hundred bucks or maybe more than that. Um, and you get the answers you need and then you move on, um, which might be fine for someone in their twenties. If you have tax issues, there's lots of people who do tax returns, you know, out there. Some are better than others. Um, you know, if you want, you know, let's say if you know, if you need help filing a tax return, um, you know, like our group, we file tax returns. Our minimum is is fifteen hundred dollars, which is more expensive, which is more expensive than some people are used to, um, because we do more complex type planning. Um, if you maybe you don't need someone who does that sort of complex type work, you can find someone who who can who can either do your return or again charge you by the hour. Um, to, to answer your questions about tax. Um, so, you know, it's, it's again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't run out and say, okay, I need to find a financial advisor, one, because they're all different. Um, and, you know, it, I, I'm not I'm not big on the commission-based financial advisor because they to me their their incentives are to sell more products, not necessarily, you know, to get someone to the right fit for them. Um, so again I and, and, and a lot of times, if you only have, you know, only have, if you only have, you know, 20, 40, $50,000, which again is, is significant over the long period of time, but if you only have that now, you know, you might run into somebody who's going to sell you a commission product where you, have to, where you have to give a lot of your money up for that commission. Uh, and, you know, again, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan. Right. Right. Aaron, so. You see, you have advised a lot of people. You deal with a lot of clients, individuals, as well as, you know, uh, high net worth individuals and people who have family offices and all that stuff. Now, uh, you have seen a lot of people making decisions, investment decisions. So uh, maybe people can, audience can learn from that is that what is the uh, best investment decision that you have seen and from what people can learn from? Yeah. So, so the best, the best decisions that I've, that I've seen people, that I've seen people do is, is generally that of um, diversification. Um, so we deal a lot with people that have stock options and RSUs and, and again, there, there should be a number of your listeners that, that have that. Um, and, and before they go public, they, they're building up a lot of stock um, in their company. And, um, and so when the company goes public, you know, oftentimes they have to wait before they can sell their shares. Uh, and so, you know, when, and, and then the day comes where they can sell. The people that I've seen that have had the most success have chosen to sell more um, when that opportunity comes. You know, so we've had, we had, uh, you know, a client that had a lot in Coinbase. 
And so thankfully he sold, you know, when the, it, went, it was actually a direct listing, but you know, he sold a bunch of shares in Coinbase, you know, right when the, right when the market opened, he made a ton of money. And then of course we all know what happened to Coinbase stock. It, it absolutely it felt like a rock. Same thing with, I had another client at, I don't want to be too specific because, because it's a smaller company than Coinbase, but had, again, same thing where, you know, company came out, it actually did well for the first few months. He sold a bunch, you know, secured himself financially. And then, you know, he kept, he kept 25% of his holdings inside. And, and now the company is down 88%, 88% from where it was. So, but because he got out, you know, when the market was still, you know, good, you know, again, he, he felt, he felt good about his decision. I mean, the, the people that hold on too long, that again, I've seen that. I've seen that as well, uh, and it's 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 not. I don't want to say it's sad to see because that, that sounds pejorative. But you know, at the same time, it's like you know, if they wouldn't have been as greedy, <laughs> I mean, and, and and greedy can be good and greedy can be bad. Um, if, but if they would have kind of sold things a little bit more, I'll say um, academically, you know, if they would have been more disciplined about their selling, um, they would have been a lot happier. You know, so I, like, and I have clients who, um, you know, they they had they were in a phar pharmaceutical stock um, that just it shot up like a rocket, um, and it was it, it was a big stock, so I can tell you the name of it. It's called it's called Mellencrot. Mellencrot's a uh, I think it's an Irish um, uh, based in Ireland pharmaceutical company. Uh, it got up to like one hundred and twenty dollars a share in 20, 2015, 2016, something like that, and I think today it's trading for under ten dollars. Um, so a 90% drop. I've seen huge drops and for, for people, and I, and I've seen it the other way too, where, you know, I have, I have lots of clients who work at Apple, um, and I always tell them to sell, sell, sell. And, um, and, you know, and I've been saying that for the last 13 years, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of times they didn't listen to me and I'm, I'm glad they didn't, but I'll tell you in my experience, there's a lot more, a lot more companies that are not Apple than there are companies that are Apple. Um, so, you know, if, if you, you might, you might be in, in one kind of one of the more, you know, maybe you are at Apple, the next Apple, but I, I wouldn't bet the farm, um, that, that you're on, uh, you're out there. Oh, okay. And, and worst investment decision that people can learn from. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, so I was working, I, I had, I got a call, uh, from this, this was probably in 2012, um, I got a call from from a woman who was frantic that her husband had decided and and, I, and and for your listeners especially the younger ones they don't they don't know this but back in 2008 which is you know ancient ancient history for, for a lot of people back in 2008 there was a big huge crash right the market was down 50 percent um and everyone was freaking out and um and then 2009 happened, and a lot, there was a lot of recovery in 2009. Not all the way, but still a lot of recovery in 2009. But a lot of people were calling what was a, a double dip, right? That the market dipped huge in 2008. It popped back up in 2009. And, in, and they were sure that, at, that sometime after 2009, the market was going to dip again by even more, right? So that, which is sort of how the Great Depression looked. Um, and so, so, they, so there was a double dip, double dip, double dip. And this woman who had called me up frantically, her husband believed that there was going to be another double dip. The double dip was going to happen. He was convinced. So he went out and he bought what's called triple bear um, S&P 500 ETFs. And what that is, is it's three times the performance 
of the S&P 500, but going in the opposite direction. So if you want to earn money, the S&P has to lose money. And the returns are amplified by 3x. And so he had bought a bunch of triple bear ETFs in at the end of 2011 and and, and put all their money into it. And he had lost hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars in do, doing that. And she and she, and I and I said, you know what, you gotta get out of that, you know, or else you're gonna end up, you're gonna have broke. Um, and um, she said, Well, you know, you know, my my you know, well, tell me what you do. I said, oh, well, you know, we, we and, and for her, you know, the mutual funds made sense. Sometimes mutual funds make sense. Sometimes ETFs make sense. And sometimes individual stocks make sense. It sort of depends on your situation. With her, the, the, the mutual funds made the most amount of sense. Um, and so I said, okay, this is the mutual funds that you should think about using. But, and she said, oh, I'm sorry. We, 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 don't, use, we don't use mutual funds at all. Um, and it was so rigid thinking that I, and I, and I hope her husband stopped doing what he was doing. Um, but to me, I mean, that was crazy. Um, you know, bet it, betting against the stock market for long periods of time generally doesn't work out for you. You know, especially if you're that young person, you've got 50 years, you know, I, I, well, you know, I can't guarantee anything. I feel very, very confident that over the next 50 years, the stock market is going to be up between now and 50 years. I don't know how it's going to move. You know, it may go down by 60% in 10 years. I don't know. But, but in 50 years, it's going to be up. Um, I feel confident on that. So to bet against the market for long periods of time, you can, you can really, you know, injure yourself um, that way. And I, and I, the other thing I'd say is I have a lot of clients that, that really like to keep in cash, a lot of cash, you know, and I, and I always warn against that because, you know, with the cash, the banks aren't going to pay you the inflation rate. So every day you're losing money, you know, to inflation. Uh, and so again, keep keeping lots. I mean, you need to keep money in case an emergency happens. Always keep money for an emergency, but don't keep too much in cash, or else you're going to find your money's not worth as much when you go to pull it out. Um, so those those are probably the two big two big mistakes that I've seen. Right, right, Aaron. So tell us a bit about your book, Financial Adulting. Tell us about it so that yeah, you know, people so want they can. Buy it also, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. So financial adulting available on Amazon. I'll tell you, there was, I found earlier this year, someone came out with another book called Financial Adulting um, with a slightly different title on the, uh, like a subtitle, slightly different subtitle than mine. Um, so, you know, for what that's worth. Um, and, um, and so, so, so my, but my book has, it's got a yellow cover and it's, it, it looks really cool. Um, and, and so what, what my book is, it's, it's sort of a guide. It's, it's, it has, it has storytelling in there, um, but it also acts as a reference guide. So, you know, if you have questions about, you know, about budgeting or about, you know, investment vehicles, again, it's specific to the U S um, you know, if, if you have questions about how different advisors work, if you have questions about real estate, if you have questions about estate planning, it's all sort of in that book. Um, and, and if, and if you don't feel like reading the whole thing and I, and I think everyone should read it cover to cover and memorize it. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you know, at the end of the chapter, there's always, you know, four or five bullet points that tell you the most important thing to know in the chapter. So that if you just want to look back and just take five minutes and read every, read the most important stuff, you can do that too. Um, and so, and we, we go through the whole thing, you know, budgeting through, through estate planning. Right. Right. Uh, Aaron, now with a lot of changes in our economy globally and with the young generation looking for much more, you know, experiences, they want to travel more, 
they want time for themselves so there is this whole thing of great resignation going on people are going out and living their life and working wherever they want to work from so in that aspect when a huge number of people are uh, doing independent work is there some sort of you know wealth management or some advice with which they can you know uh, form up their future in terms of finances is there anything that you want to share for them yeah you know so you know in in the you know one i, I think part of it is look i think there's flexibility to be had you know i i know for us for our for our for our business right we um um you know we we are we look to hire people who are um, remote so there's lots and lots more remote work available um and i think for for businesses and, and i'm sure like you and like us we're a lot more flexible um than i think we used to be um and and so you know one i think you can look to um you know if if, if you want to work for like a company <clears throat> and i know like I, I have clients that work all across silicon valley and some some never go into work so i mean if, if you want that flexibility it's there for you um so again if if if, if you're trying to be an independent contractor um you know that that's a sort of a different game than trying to work remote if you're if you're the independent contractor type you know it's you know at least in the us you know that it's it takes a lot more planning um and you need to think through you know okay you know because in the us if you work for um a you know regular company they pull out your taxes for you well if you're an independent contractor they don't do that anymore so you need to make sure that you're paying the right amount of taxes so i think if if, if you're if you're a young person doing independent contractor work um you know you should probably be working with a with a with a good tax person to make sure that that you're pulling all the money aside that you need to um and um uh and 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 yeah you know again managing that budget's also important you know if your goal is to travel across europe and work um you know intermittently you know you, you again that takes a lot of planning you know that's not just something you, you do on a lark um so again, I, I would say, you know, before you try doing something like that, make sure the numbers work out for you. Again, run, 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 you run, you run your current budget, and then you have to run a, then you have to run a proposed budget, and, and then you might get to Europe and you might find, oh my gosh, things are more expensive than I, than I thought they were. Uh, you know, and, and then you're gonna have to, you know, retweak your budget, see what's possible, and, and maybe, maybe your plans need to change. So being flexible um, when you're trying to do something a little bit more off the beaten path, um, I think, is super important. Right, Adam. Right. I think you have covered quite a bit in terms of, you know, how can one be responsible for his or her money best. And those in, that information, uh, your tips will certainly help a lot of people who listen to or, you know, see, uh, see this particular show. Uh, right. With this, thank you very much for your time. And with this, it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you very much once again. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.